Who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he an imaginary friend? Whatever you went through before you joined our family, it hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. You created him. Maddie, what's going on? So that you could survive. I wanted to do something that was a bit different, but yet hark back to my roots. You gotta take chances. If you don't, you end up making the same old thing again and again and again. I think audiences are starved for something that's new and different. Turn back the hands of time. Close your eyes. She's there too. Who is he? Gabriel. Who is Gabriel? I'm the only one that can see him. That's him. He wants to talk to you. In this uh, bits and pieces season two uh, premiere that we're going through, we have got done demonic. We have talked about the new Candyman from 2021, and now for the grand finale, which you're all fucking tuned in to listen to, that we made you wait for like shit bags on cable news. For our last segment, we will talk about *Malignant*, which has uh, some very strong opinions out there. Chad, would you agree? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good or bad, strong opinions. It's a, it's a it's a big split right down the middle. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard a single person that was meh. No, 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 no mess, no mess. Fucking love it. No threes and tens across the board. So uh, before we do dive right into that, though, I found this little two minute clip of James Wan on a channel called the Nocturnal, uh, knock knock with a K. I don't really know what the fuck it is, uh, but it's some speak engagement, and he's like Skyped in, and this uh, guy asked him a question. So it's just two, two and a half minutes. So um, let's play this first. Hi, uh, I'm Antonio. I'm from the Nocturnal. Um, hi, Antonio. Hi. Um, so I think that you are probably like one of the most unique horror directors uh, looking back on your past movies from Saw, Death Sentence, um, you know, and the way that you have such a slick style and intense climaxes in your, you know, windy storytelling. What gets you into this mindset, you know, while you're on set, you know, um, and how is that different than uh, possibly like working on Aquaman or, you know, something bigger? Um, yeah, um, that's, that's a good question. I, um, you know, it really is for me, 
all about telling the story that I'm telling with that particular film, you know, the story and the characters. And, and in the case of Malignant, it, it is a very windy story, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of it is just me hiding, holding my hands, of, you know, holding the cards, you know, in my hands and trying not to show it. And, and just kind of like trying to find degrees of how much we show and how much we don't show, right? Right. And, um, it, and, it, and it's difficult because today's audiences are very savvy. They're very clever. They, 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 they look at trailers and, and they can kind of look at posters and they can kind of put things together, right? So, so the key is like, how do I stay ahead of, of um, audiences today that are so savvy, but at the same time, you know, still coming up with things that people haven't quite seen before. I, and to me, uh, one of the things I like to do is I like to start with a story structure that is somewhat familiar. So it gives me a strong foundation to begin with. So people can come, you know, watch like a malignant and go, okay, I, I can kind of follow this because A, it's like a murder mystery. And it's also like a detective thriller. And we've seen many of those. We kind of understand the structure of it, right? Um, but within that, that's when I fuck things up, right? That, that's when I start to pull this away. Yeah. I pull that away. And I start to kind of, you know, like take you on this labyrinthine journey. And it's that aspect of it that makes it fun for me. And, and it's not just in my horror films. I try to do that even in Fast and Furious 7. And, uh, and, and to some degree in Aquaman 1, and but definitely more so in Aquaman 2. There's more complexities in Aquaman 2 than the first movie. And uh, and and so uh, so you know, so this is just stuff that I learned along the way, and it's what I find intriguing as a filmmaker. And I try to take everything that I've learned from each film and uh, you know, and, and sort of carry them with me to my next movie. Awesome. Thank you so much, and welcome back to uh, horror. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. So that's the clip. Before before we get all the way into it, let me just see where we both stand on it, on Malignant. Uh, I fucking loved it. Probably the most fun I've had all year in a horror movie and in a long time. It's going to go on my like every year watch list for a long time. How did you feel? So right now, I've got a shot in my hand. <laughs> I'm going to take that. <sighs> so that's down the hat. Don't all right, fuck so. with the Chuck. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm a little ball of rage. You can call me Chucky all you want. <laughs> I've been holding on to that one malignant. for a while. <laughs> oh, so malignant. Uh-huh. My my initial score right after watching it, one out of ten. I can't, how did I know? How did I fucking know? <laughs> how did I fucking one. know? And that's and that's just because I like one. Juan, Juan gets a one just because he's such a fucking treasure of a human being. Wait, would you say would you say but Juan gets a a one? Go home. <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Make me drink. Name it. Terrible jokes. Okay, so um, right. so you're a one. I'm a ten. So we literally mm-hmm. could not be more separated. So what a perfect fucking podcast this is, Chad. What what better? Mm-hmm. Um, and we well, don't have we don't have if we were both like ah oh, man. Let's both just gush about how much we love this movie. Right, right. That's not fun. Nobody wants to hear that shit. And we don't have... One of the things I I love about this conversation we're about to have, and if you saw my Facebook post earlier in the week, this was part of the point, is we don't have the... It's a fucking classic. It was made 40 years ago to rely on. This is Mm -hmm. a modern, brand new, post-pandemic era horror movie by arguably one of the most notable you know, new horror creators out there in the last 20 years. 
and yeah, it is a, a strong carpenter. outing regardless of how you feel about it right he's the new carpenter craven sure you know of our of our time yeah but also you don't have like what you said that 40 years to even sometimes I, and i know people do this i right. fucking know people do this where i'm just like oh man did you like um yeah, I don't know, but don't spit on your grave. Oh, man, that's a fucking classic. Right. When was the last time you watched it? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I watch that, I watch that all the time. No, the, no, the, no, the fuck you don't. No, you don't. And I know you're lying about it because I know you don't sit through that stuff, but some people just do that shit. And I, I, that's what I'm getting with the, like, with this, you, we don't have any new standings to sit on this movie. It's just everyone's freshest take on it because they've just seen it. So it's not a... Oh, well, we have to respect it because it is a classic. Right. This is brand new. This it's, fucker's only been out a week and change. Right. So you, yeah. So like right now, it's everyone's just straight up opinion mm-hmm. about this movie. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, uh, did you, I don't know if you saw the Facebook post I made, but I just said. Hot take, Malignant was the most fun horror movie I've seen in a while, but I think I love the haters more. Quotes, that movie was stupid. So silly. Didn't even scare me. Want to go watch Sweet Sleepaway Camp again? Uh, that's that was my point. Is that a lot of the people that I had a pretty good idea were gonna not like this movie. We're gonna are are gonna be. And listen, I'm gonna call you out right now, Mr. Tourist Trap. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is why I gotta know. I gotta know why you, someone whose horror opinion I typically value, um, mm-hmm. he worships evil. No, no, Alex. No, he doesn't. He's just. Anyway, Hi, why uh, hasn't the horse cleaner killed him yet? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, why do you think this is a one? Why do I think it's a one? Mm, where do I fucking start? Okay, so let's let's go back to what we were talking about earlier on about watching tra- like one trailer, not going into it blindly, stuff like that. So sure. I've I've got it into more perspective when I've talked to other people that have also liked it. Mm-hmm. And my first, uh, my first uh, thing I say about this movie was, this isn't what I was expecting. Okay, well, that's the first thing not, I said not, about the movie, too. Not, not that the movie was like, oh, a surprising twist or anything of that nature. No, it's the same with like what Crimson Peak was. Right. Uh, I think I would have liked Crimson Peak more if you would have told me what I was going to see beforehand. I am at that age now. It's been 84 years. Where if I'm going to want to sit down and watch a crime thriller, I'm going to watch a crime thriller. Sure. I'm not going to go, man, I'm in the mood to watch Seven. You know what sounds good? My girl. <laughs> no. Well, did you go, no. let me ask you this. And I, I, this, no. I think this is the best way for this conversation to work. I'm just going to interject from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Did you go see it in the theater or did you watch it on HBO Max? Uh, I watched it or on HBO Max. Okay, I did too. I didn't watch it like, so let's break this down because a lot of people say that too. Or it's like, oh, sure. you didn't go see right. it in the theater. To, to clear everyone up and our, our listeners, I have an HD projector uh-huh. and a 100-inch uh, uh, screen that I have in my living room with a full surround system, and that's how I watched it. Sure. I watched it basically like I was at the theater. I'm really rich. You know, all the lights off, turn my phone on, yep. do not disturb. Yep. And the night before, uh, I had a movie night out back. Um, if you follow my Instagram, you can see that I played those movies out back. Uh, I had a friend over and we talked about. It's just a nice night. I want to watch *Malignant*. And he made the comment of, "I want to see that in theaters. It's supposed to be a good scary movie." Right. And I was like, "Okay, well, you know what? That's that's probably true. I won't do that." Well, my schedule's been so di- uh, difficult lately. My wife's traveling a lot now because of her promotion at work. 
so we don't get a chance to see these movies together so the next night we had actually a night together and i was like well, why don't we watch malignant we'll turn off all the lights we'll you know we'll pull out the projector we'll watch it in the living room and have no distractions okay well we'll do that mm -hmm. I think that movie would have been better presented if I would have watched it out back in my backyard, drinking, <laughs> laughing, yelling at my, yelling at the, the, the garage, you know, like right. that kind of thing. So like when people are like, you didn't see it in theaters, you're not getting the full effect. I am. It's just, I don't want you to think I'm watching it on some tiny TV with just the TV volume. Right. Kind of thing. Not on your phone or anything. And on, on the opposite side of that, right. um, I, <clears throat> I am still terrified of the pandemic. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. No, so I have not been going out as much, um, especially mm -hmm. since Delta has taken back off. Um, I've been staying home, so I have. But I, but, but I have an eighty-inch four K TV in my fucking living room and a brand new right. recliner that's comfy as shit and an <laughs> awesome wife and a couple cats. <laughs> that's where I. That's my happy place anyway. So uh, right. I did not go a seat in the theater and. I understand before before everybody starts fucking emailing me about what I don't know or what I do know. Uh, I understand the difference between going to see it in the theater. I miss going to the theater very often, but but like you said, I just my life is too busy right now. I'm running a tattoo shop, and mm -hmm. you know I'm trying to move. We um, little backstory: we got flooded over the summer, so we're so things are crazy right now, right? I got so there's not a chance that I was going to get to go see this in the theater, um, and I, I fucking loved it, and it had nothing to do with you know, the theater experience, but, but, yeah, but I have yeah. a good sound bar and I have a nice TV. And so, so yeah. Um, well, we also talked earlier about how much horror is being put out right now. Like I didn't get to see don't breathe too, because I went to see the green night. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to see night house because I went to see Candyman. Mm -hmm. you know, like these horror right. movies are out like for two weeks in theaters and they're fucking gone. And like demonic, they advertised that as it was going to theaters, then it went to VOD. So I honestly thought I just didn't get, didn't even see a listing for it. Like sure. it maybe made, you know, one week. I'm not even caught up on Marvel movies. Like, right? There's, there's, there's too a much. lot of stuff going on in theaters right now. So when I get a chance that something's on HBO, I'm gonna watch it. Mm -hmm. Now, if they would ask to pay for it, I would have paid for it. Yeah, I would have paid. But for that if one too. it's not, then I'm not going to either. So I mean, you know, I pay for the HBO subscription, so I know some of it goes to that. But okay, so let's dig into this movie. <laughs> So if I would have known, like I said, this is all going into blindly now. Mm -hmm. If I would have known what kind of movie I was getting in myself into, this might have been received a little differently. You are not prepared. And every person I've talked to is like, how did you not know? There's uh, interviews and, uh, you know, even like the little clip we played where he was just like, I purposely made it one way just to completely fuck you over and the other way and i presented it one way to completely fuck you over and it's like okay but when i go into sitting thinking hey this trailer i watch one trailer one time and i was like all right i'm sold it's james wan normally i like his stuff besides aquaman because well uh, and also fuck amber heard uh, well, yeah still I, I agree fuck amber heard just one small problem sell their houses to who ben fucking aquaman but <laughs> <laughs> and they're still bringing her back for the. I know one, so that's not that's still, a different podcast. Still fuck that. Fuck so, that. What in the fuck was that? <laughs> so normally I like his stuff. He presented a horror movie. Granted, it was kind of formulaic. And you know what's even funnier is when it started. It had aspects of lights out and dead silence. 
Well, it and has aspects like, of a lot of stuff, but. Let our powers combine. Earth, fire, wind, water, pussy. Right, but I mean, they had the the woman in black, like sure. sitting in that silhouette, and then like the way his neck was snapped, very much like how her mouth was ripped open mm -hmm. and in silence. I was like, okay, so it's not going to be your typical scary, spooky one movie. It's going to be more of that aspect of it. So that's why I started watching it as, and as it progressed. I was like, okay, like where, where, where's this movie going? What tone are we really going for? And then the scares got cheaper and cheaper as they went. And it's just, all right. So, so maybe I don't so... get it. There's no charm to this movie. There's no like with Dead Silence. Oh, you, you I get a charm. To that I movie. disagree. Objection. I, I I know you do. I, I know you dude, do. I, a lot of people like Dead Silence. I, I love Dead Silence. Uh, but I oh you do? Okay. Yeah, I love Dead Silence. No, I love Dead Silence. I okay. but I think I think this movie was just filled with charm. I think it was just the most. Yeah. And Boring. you can add, Meredith and I, Meredith, my wife was sitting next to me while I watched it, and there was a couple times where I where she she would probably sadly admit to this where I audibly like giggled and applauded at the fucking movie. That's high praise. Because I was, was it in so the first forty-five minutes. Was it in the first forty-five minutes? The first time. No. The first time was when her mom slash tour guide fell through the roof. Yes. Ah! Through the ceiling, mm. like that was the I first. I can't remember exactly when that. It was about halfway. So so yes, it is a slow build, but he is. It's two he, hours. It is, it is very much, but I didn't, it didn't feel like two hours to me. But I do think. Oh, I mean, well, I know, I know that he set, sought out, and he, this is his quote. He called it a genre blender uh, more than a genre bender. Like he wanted it to be, like a culmination of things, like just a. a it it, it kind of is, but I think that was, and I think this is where people are getting such a negative taste in the first half of the movie. Because I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of people that said they didn't even make it halfway through the movie. They didn't even get to the fucking Katie reveal. Didn't. Huh? My wife didn't. Yeah, my, that's my what wife, I mean. People were checking like, out because... it off. Right. And, and, and left, she was like... The CGI is fucking terrible. The fucking monster is fucking stupid. I am done with this fucking acting. Done. And I was like, okay. And she was like... I'm going to bat her. You coming? I was like, no, I'm going to sit it through. Maybe something will make it up for it in the end. <laughs> Jesus Christ, is that wrong? Uh, disagree. But I, I think one in an effort for him to, to really throw red herrings out there and really pull the like smoke and mirrors, look over here, not over mm -hmm. here, move. I think he might have gone a little hard in that paint, and I think that turns some people off on the third. Okay, I know what this movie is. Wait, what? No. Okay, I know what this movie is. Wait, what? Is it a comedy? Is it a mystery? Is it a thriller? Is it a slasher? Is it a horror? Is it a science fiction? And it's kind of all of those things, or parts of all of those. It's a Frankenstein movie, really. It's. And it's, I think, I think that movie would have landed with me, if he would have got the ending parts right. See, I, I think we'll, get, we'll have to get back to the ending parts. We're working our way through this movie. Okay. We're not to the third act yet. Okay. But I I think maybe if he'd have done more genre blending early in the film, like you said, the first 45 minutes, instead of trying to go the, like, this is a campy horror movie, so much so that we have a fucking insane asylum on a fucking hillside <laughs> that looks like yeah. straight out of House on the Haunted Hill kind of shit. And that mm -hmm. the people are very... I hear a lot about the acting in that opening se sequence about how poor that acting is. I don't think it, mm -hmm. I think that was what they were going for. I think they're going for like a fucking 60s or 50s like 
horror I, film I or like a, like, extent, a job, like a job like even like because he's referenced the tone was way too the tone was way too serious for that kind of cheesy acting but it always is in those movies if you look at a castle film or even no. like later like a brava film or something like they're all very much like but we have to cut the cancer out like it's this overacting kind of sense that i think goes Are with talking... lightning and a hospital on a hillside <laughs> Okay, like I get that. I get that aspect of it. This was this was like full moon acting in my opinion. Not not like 60s like it's just over the top theater acting. This was just terrible fucking acting in my opinion. And that's what I was like That's your opinion. Well, this is this is weird that we're doing this serious movie and these people are just Okay. Well, I don't just think it's a serious time, movie. There wasn't a mood I, I don't. Dude, I think it, that whole first hour was so it's fucking cut and dry because it's pretending it needs to be spooky. It's pretending to be a serious horror movie that you've seen before. It's pretending to waste an hour of my life. I, Wait, but it, it actually did. But see, here's the trick: it did not. It was pretending to. When you get to the second and third <laughs> act, you realize that it has been setting you up for essentially James Wan's version of Army of Darkness. Like this, this is right, but way better, or not way better, way worse. Well, I don't know about way worse, but Army of Darkness is, you know. Yo, she-bitch. Let's go. Actually, is a creature feature. This was Resident Evil Part 8. There's shades of Resident Evil. You know, the action and all that kind of stuff. And the, the, right. leather, the leather Matrix costume. Um, but I did hear that. As a comparison to this movie, someone said it was Basket Case meets uh, The Matrix meets John Wick. I can see that. And I think that's the, <laughs> that's the perfect fair. definition of this movie and exactly I why and I this think movie if, doesn't work. If someone could give me a fan art poster of John Wick with the basket case on his stomach like a guado and like mm -hmm. flipping like that, I'm down for that. I'm here. I'm here for, for that kind of that kind of fan art. I, I don't know. This is my... My main complaint with with that comparison is, if you were to make Basket Case now, would it have the charm that it did then? No, you know why? Because they'd CGI the hell out of that fucking thing. It would not be a puppet. The reason that movie is funny or great is because it's a puppet. The only CG they used in not... this movie, though, in Malignant, was the blood. The all of the all the creature no. effects and the action was no. all physical. Yes. No, her running backwards. Yes, yeah, you don't her know about that. Backwards. No, yes, yes. So this is something her you may running not... backwards when the when the fucking yes. officer a hundred percent chasing her. It was a hundred percent physical. That's... No, no, it's not. It's a hundred percent. She cannot look... jump. She did two stories. Well, no, in not the, the two air. stories, but the the well, CGI. Exactly what scene I'm talking about. The that whole thing was CGI. The entire fight scene and most of the chase scene was all because it was an actress, a contortionist that did the entire. It was a dancer. Well, contortionist answer, but she did it. She, she did it blind. She did it because she had the masks on the front and back. Yeah, well, she had an animatronic on the front that mm -hmm. was uh, his face, and then, and then a, she wore a mask for the girl's face. For the girl's face, right? But yeah. she couldn't so, see. Yeah, she did do it blind. She couldn't see through it. It was it right. was totally blind. Um, it was um, one of the articles that I read the, that James Wan was talking about how 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 hard that was for her to learn but how it would like it he it was important for him that most of that was done physically like that whole fight scene like that is you know love it or hate it that is a, a, an impressive stylish sequence i th that was fun and funny 
and yet better action than any Matrix movie, in my opinion. Hmm. Besides, the Matrix actually keeps the actual same roles in effect, where she's oh. starting to do a full transformation to fight backwards, but then half the scenes are her fighting forward all of a sudden. All her hands and arms are back to normal, and her feet are. No, 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 no. no. She's so, fighting backwards again. No, all no. Of a so you can keep arguing that I've seen it. I know. I know I've what seen, I'm talking about. I, well, but if you, uh, most you of the scenes at, where where Gabriel is forward, most of the scenes where Gabriel is forward, not backwards. I don't know about the fight scene at the end. I'll have to go back and watch it. But I, I, I know that was all filmed in one sequence. But the early on when you see Gabriel and he's forward, it's because it's her perception. It's not actually Gabriel. It's it's her and her right. like. I'm talking about the fight scenes. At the end, well, she, well Gabriel just, fights just... front and back. Like he can go, he's like Voldo and fucking Soul Calibur. He can move, he can move in all. Then directions. what's the point of having the fucking transformer scene? What do you mean the transformer scene? Where she stands up and pulls, pulls one arm back. Because it's Gabriel. It's, it's Gabriel she, like taking. She throws both legs, yeah. you know, out, and then she goes to fight, and then five seconds in, she's fighting forward again. Because it's Gabriel taking over the body. That's what that scene was. That then was what's Gabriel. What's the point like... of doing the transformation? It's because like doing he's a fight style, then just not doing the fight style. Because that was just a cool body horror scene. That's mm. why they did that. That no. was like the werewolf Awful. transformation scene. No, it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Awful, 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 awful. So let's get back. Let's get back to like to running through. So we got the opening sequence that is divisive, you know, and then we get into um, the story of Emily or Madison, um, which one of my only complaints in the movie is I think the names are dumb. Madison and Gabriel are just dumb names. They're <laughs> oh yeah, man, that's my main complaint. Uh, the uh, names, uh, the names are bad. <laughs> uh, but um, but as the story, you know, it starts out, it feels like pretty standard haunting film when the husband gets killed by the the shadowy specter yeah. which we later learn was actually Emily the in, the entire time or Gabriel mm-hmm. but Emily's body. So that's why, you know, we see it that way because it's it's kind of it well it's James Wan holding his cards still. Um right. But as the movie progresses and you start to figure out there's some hinky shit, did you catch on to the teratoma concept early or was it towards the reveal i guess that before before 45 minutes in because katie fucking tapped out at 45 and me and her had both already guessed now she had part and i had part because it was she'd already hit her head three different fucking times yeah and i was like the movie's called malignant i'm thinking it's a malignant tumor i think the the tumor has teeth and eyes it's going to be in the back of her head and it's going to have like its own personality and eventually you're going to get a reveal like Voldemort where it's living in the back of her head. And she was like, I think it's a twin that has been cut off and the twins going to eventually come up. See, I thought what she on. thought. I thought what she thought. I didn't think of the, I, I guess the, the title just went right past me to be totally honest. The, well, the very opening scene where they're in the hospital and like uh, it has that creature thing that's behind the, mm-hmm. the veil. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it's it's very much like Stranger Things or anything of that nature where it seems like there's not just going to be a one case situation. They wanted to show you like, oh, there's this lab and they have experiments. Right. So when they show this woman that's normal, my mind immediately went to, she's going to be one of the experiments. There's going to be something wrong. It's fucking hidden. And as soon as she started hitting her head, I was like, it's on the back of her fucking head. It's the fucking tumor. And it's somehow it's going to control her. And that's why she keeps having these fucking like room changing sequences was because it keeps switching personalities in her head. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I thought so, it was more. I thought it was more just an external twin, like a like a Black Christmas scenario. I thought we were going to go okay. like less supernatural, and that the supernatural aspect, because of her hitting her head, was that they were just like psychically mm-hmm. connected, like a you know Dark right. Half or um, what's the Cronenberg film? Um, fuck, um, where they where it's like the you know the twins and they they can communicate and that 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 whole kind of fucking concept. And so, fuck, dude, that's dumb. That's clearly just wiping my brain. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Dead Ringers, Dead Ringers. That's the fucking. Um, yeah. Oh. So okay. you know, it, but yeah. any any and, and you know they're not exactly the same. But my point being, like the whole like you know they're the the tethered of the two kind of characters. So I, I got yeah. that early on, but I gotta be honest, until the fucking prison, uh, dead alive baby reveal. <laughs> I kick ass for the Lord. Uh, I. Mm-hmm. Did not see that coming. I thought I, you know, the creature from the in the in the shadows at the beginning. I thought that was the twin. I thought he was just like he wasn't yeah. dead, That's and they thought, thought he was dead. And they just threw him off the cliff. You know what I mean? And he just had yeah. fucking crawled back up. And this whole time he had been, and that was her imaginary friend. He was talking to her through the vents or psychically or whatever, but. But I think maybe that's I think that's something that I feel like I've noticed because I've watched I think every YouTube review of this movie that I could fucking find, and mm-hmm. you know like us they they love it or hate it and one of the things that I seem to find similar is it seems like everyone that hates it feels like they figured it out early and mm-hmm. like a lot of the reviews were like and you know everyone says a twist but I I definitely had it figured out in the first hour and I didn't mm-hmm. and so when the reveal happened. And I, I'd watched no trailers. I knew nothing about it. I just knew it was James Wan. That was it. Like, end of story. Yeah. And I'd seen the one poster that's common with the eye and the red dagger. Um, and mm-hmm. I just, like, it was so bizarre the entire time I was watching it that I was so completely intrigued. And yet, I thought I knew where it was going. And I was ready to be disappointed. I was ready for this fucking, I've seen it a million times before scenario gonna happen. And so I guess mm-hmm. when it turned right instead of left where I thought it was going and we went down the basket case head fucking route, um, for the record, I love basket case. Uh, oh, basket um, case too. I, I, uh, that was one of the scenes where I was like applauding like a child and giggling out loud. And that, that whole prison sequence, I just, I, I was so ecstatic that this movie had gone such a wild... And then it was like suddenly everything made sense. The whole why he was backwards sometimes and why he wasn't sometimes, why they had the shared mm-hmm. hair, why the mother was in her attic while she had the costume and yet would still get interrogated mm-hmm. and hear hear you know him through come through the radio or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was just such a magical reveal for me that it... And I think it's a lot, but I think that's one of the things that's common. I think that people that didn't see it coming at all were so impressed that the movie did something so bananas and it's still taking itself seriously <laughs> as this well, thing is, like, is, is, is uh, carouseling through the fucking police department, murdering an entire police department. Um, yeah. You know, and like, look, doesn't pull any punches on the gore. You got to give it that. If, if anything, you'll give it, I'll give it the CGI blood. But as far as like the camera doesn't pan, you know how much I fucking hate that when like we go to a kill mm-hmm. scene and we just get the pan and at best the blood splatter. Yeah. None of that. Every, yeah. every kill is directly in fucking frame. Um, yeah. Just, just violence, just violence in this fucking movie. <laughs> like, like not something I've seen in a while. Um, I like that. I feel like Juan is trying to make, a horror icon. I think this Gabriel is because you know Juan is a franchise maker. Mm-hmm. Like other other than Dead Silence and what is that other old horror movie he did? Death something or Dead something? Uh, uh, dead uh, Dead Sentence. Yes, which I've never seen. Um, other than those, 
I think everything he's done gets sequels, right? Or he works on sequels, one of the two, he like Fast and the Furious, but besides that, like, you know, Saw and and fucking Insidious and Conjuring. Mm-hmm. And these are, you know, basically future cult classic movies. Uh, yeah. franchises. And I think he's trying to make but he's never made really a you know, horror icon. Uh, maybe the demon from Insidious, but he doesn't really come well, back. He technically has because you got Annabelle, which is spawned from Annabelle. I've, the Conjuring yeah. universe. You got the nun that spawned from the Conjuring universe. And then um, there was another one. Oh, it literally just leaves my mind. There was supposed to be... Um, I mean, Dead Silence. Another you know, one. But there was no sequels, so... Yeah. No, but there was someone else that they were planning on trying to make another spinoff of, and it just fell through, and I can't remember what it was, but yeah. it was supposed to be another like creature in a sense yeah oh uh and then you forgot uh lights out was another one that he kind of did he do lights out and it I wasn't no he did yeah oh, I that's his that. uh that's his company uh, atomic monster okay um so he he either i know he produced it but i can't remember if he helped write it he brought in uh someone to direct it yeah he didn't he direct that I, that movie was not what yeah. it could have been so I think he either uh, – I know he produced it, but I think he also uh, helped write it and just kind of helped the new guy along because it was, I think, his first movie. Okay. But that was also in his spawn of uh, of movies in a sense. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I, I think – I I Well, he – you know, to the horror icon aspect. Like, I think he oh, is yeah, – yeah. I think he's conscious in a meta sense of, like, just making sequels. But everything he's done has been completely different, too, if you really want to look at yeah, it. It's yeah, yeah. It was, like, torture porn in a sense. Uh, Dead Silence was a uh, ventriloquist puppets, stuff like that, which is completely mm-hmm. different from Death Sentence, which Death Sentence is a, re- a revenge horror, mm-hmm. um, which is also different from Saw because it's not just horror porn because it's not, it's it's violent but not on the the gory bloody side. Like sure. it's violent in the sense of like, you know, him just killing his way to the top in a sense. Um, and then what else did we have in there? And Insidious was obviously a ghost, like. Mm-hmm supernatural well, movie, and astral then projection kind of sci-fi stuff in that one mm-hmm. too right and then you got conjuring which is more of a haunted house yeah instead of um you know the insidious which was the haunted person more of the ghost realm aspect of it which they're all they all still like those two kind of fill in the same realm but they're also kind of not vastly different but completely different in tone and look and then this one obviously is i guess you would consider it a creature feature in a sense, action, oh, yeah. action horror. Uh, it, yeah, creature feature, action horror. I mean, it's a genre blender. It's got a little bit of everything. But, yeah. like, you know, a creature feature being that it is a named monster that has a personality. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a creature right. feature. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I've almost, I've, I put it in the same realm as, like, the Resident Evil movies. So it's that I can see there's that. horror aspects to it, but they, you know, they have more... It, it, there's more action to it and also with the earlier on stuff with like the crime drama stuff mm-hmm. it makes it feel like it's not quite just horror and then there happens to be a creature in it kind of thing yeah yeah i mean because you know, and... like, they touch on sci-fi parts and the creature parts but for the most part he just looks like trinity from fucking matrix dodge this And that but that's, fucking weird but that's something he, he, black robe from Saul. <laughs> but it was a conscious effort, right, to not go in, like, to go in, like, oh, it's a Jalo horror movie, and then quickly become, yeah. oh, wait, no, I'm watching, like, a detective movie, which is kind of reminiscent of Saw. Yeah. Saw's kind of a, Saw's a detective movie. You know, Saw, mm-hmm. Saw is, I put Saw in the category of, like, seven. 
like in that kind of like or yeah. or At true least detective. The, the first solve for sure. The first. Well, that's the only one he did, right? No, he did the first three. He directed. Did he direct the first three? No, because yeah, him, him, and him and his partner, um, Lee Lee Wanell, they did the first three together. Then they went off and did Insidious. Okay. Okay. Or yeah. not Insidious. Sorry. Uh, uh, that's Silence. Sorry. I thought he just directed the first but, one, and because I thought Darren Lynn Boozman, I think Darren Lynn Boozman directed. He directed two and three. No, he came in on the fourth. Well, we're gonna look at on the internet because I just go ahead, look it up. Uh, <laughs> I know they they were involved in the first three because that was kind of them wrapping the story. That's why they kill off Tobin Bell in the third yeah, one. Yeah, he was. Uh, so he was part writer and producer. James Wano's is two or three, but the director. Uh well yeah says director no yeah, no two three and four was Darren Lynn Boozman yeah he was the director so Juan only okay. directed the first one so what's it like working with Jackson not as cool as we thought it would be may I ask you what your bill is now yes I can see what I can do to lower that number I want to make you happy Janine. yes Janine. I would be happy to crunch those numbers just a moment I'm very sorry. What? I want to play a game. Okay, well, I want to go home on time, so... First off. Okay. Um, so now, what is Lee in that? Wasn't Lee both? Lee Wanell? Or Lee... Yeah, wasn't he? Uh, well, let me just look up. It's easier to look up. So We're doing this live, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, let's see. Saw 2. Let's just go to 2. Um, writer, Lee Wanell and Darren Lynn Boozman. Uh, doesn't even have... He doesn't okay. even get a writing credit. Um James Wan. Okay. Just well, maybe that's what, it, it, this is, you know, 20 years ago when Saul came sure. out. So, well, he didn't, he technically, it's a little blurry on what that was, but I know both of them were involved in the first three. Well, and Wan didn't, that, um, the franchise. Wan didn't write Malignant by himself. His wife basically wrote, they wrote it together. Mm. Okay, um, that's, I didn't know that. The writer, uh, Ingrid Bisu, that's his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. by a story by Akila Cooper. Um, I didn't look into any of this movie because I wanted it to be erased from my memory. So, <laughs> see, I, I, this is one that like I've already I wanted to watch a second time before we recorded, but I didn't have a chance because I wasted my time watching Prisoners of the Ghostland with Nicolas Cage. But that's another. No, oh, is that bad? It's not a movie. Um, it neither is Malignant. I didn't. This is getting off topic, but I did. I don't know what I felt about it. I got to be honest. Like okay. it was we'll bananas, it but yeah, it it. it <laughs> I don't know if it. I don't know if it. I mean, if it constitutes a recording. Less, but yeah. Okay. No, I didn't no. mean that. I meant we'll talk about it later. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wish I'd watch Malignant again. If that gives it tells you anything, like I, I wish I'd spent that time watching Malignant again. Um, I am. Have you watched it once or twice? Once. Because I think that's something that I think a second watch through this, this type of movie is totally different. I don't think so because there was nothing I enjoyed. I didn't enjoy the creature effects. But you said part of the like thing shit. you didn't enjoy was you I felt thought, like jerked around. Like if, if you knew what you I were did, going but into. That's what I was saying. You stopped me earlier about going into yeah, the yeah. third act. There was nothing in the third act that saved it. The fucking action sequences were stupid. I felt like I was watching a Paul S. Anderson fucking Resident Evil fucking <laughs> movie. I wanted to fucking gouge my goddamn eyes out. The fucking creature, the only time it looked cool was soon it was still attached to its back. Like when it was still there and it had its little T-Rex arms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really cool. That was okay, an awesome sequence. Awesome. And and, all right, that's it. And now we get it pulling its face out. And I was like, man, it looks stupid again. And then like, and I, the thing is, he fucking still swears to this day 
that the Crooked Man in Conjuring 2 was not CGI whatsoever and it was all practical effects, I call 110% bullshit. And I don't think I it was 100% practical. Because he's came out, oh, he's fucking said that. He said not a single bit of it was fucking Well, animated. maybe it wasn't. He maybe it's maybe just it's just Paul film, maybe. Jones or Paul, uh, Doug Jones. Doug Jones, yeah. Doug Jones is the way he moved and made it look, no, dude, that. The coloring, the, the whole look of him is he's animated. Well, see, this he is, turned from a dog I, to a person. You and I talked about this before when this when that movie when we saw that movie. Um, cause it's Conjuring Two, right? That's the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked two better than one, and part of my reason was I liked the fucking Crooked Man, and you and did this not. This is why you like Malignant. Uh, yes, but I think this goes back mm-hmm. into why goes back into the fact that you are a bigger slasher fan and I am a bigger creature feature fan. I love a smarmy stupid shitty fucking antagonist creature like I, I love a fucking pennywise or a you know freddy for lack of a better like I, or you know a candy man who talks and has a personality you just named three slashers <laughs> slasher horrors though they're creature feature horror like i i don't i don't think right but i mean that's the same thing with me i don't like straight up slashers in the sense that that's not creatures well you love scream right yeah, but it's still a creature, and at the end of it, no, it no has that's not a creature. A that's a person. No, 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 no. Creature right, has to I'm be some sort of a... monster. It can't be just a person with a fucking Halloween mask on. I'm, you know, I, I, I get that, and that's not what I meant. I meant it has a a persona. It, sure, it's that. You know, it's it's ghost face now. It's not. You're not watching half the movie with him unmasked and watching a person kill you with a knife. But I think I need it, more it is something um, that's coming after you. I think I need more monster. Like it's part of the reason I don't even like Halloween. Because the the mm-hmm. Halloween franchise very much because even though he's not just a person he's basically just a person mm-hmm. and I I find right. it boring like I because probably because I'm such a visual person because I'm an artist and all that kind of bullshit but um I I loved Gabriel's design I loved his weird goofy split open face I loved the backwards moves it was I didn't know what the fuck was going on so much that on the reveal I. Like I'm working on Gabriel fan art right now, <laughs> so because I think I mean it'll sell. There's there's more people I yeah. see that love that movie. And not it's not that it's not split. It's still split. But I'm saying there is a ton of people that I am seeing that really do love that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it is know. either it's all or nothing, man. It's so yeah. and that's one of the reasons I really want to talk about this movie because I've what's the last time you remember seeing something this divided in in like such a specific like horror community like i don't i can't think of anything i i mean i know there has been especially in the past i just off off mine i just can't think of anything well but generally i think there's a lot of people in the middle and this one i don't see a lot of people mm -hmm. in the middle like most Mm -hmm. you know anyone that's taken the time to do a review or some dumb shit like a podcast like this has all Mm -hmm. been either like you and me like one or ten I think it's, uh, I mean, honestly, if you really want to think about it, Chris, Chris, Crimson Peak was also like this. Yeah. Did you hate Crimson and that's Peak? Because the Did studio, I didn't hate it. I just was disappointed that I didn't get the movie out of the advertisements. Yeah. I mean, I saw it and I liked it, but I haven't watched it again. Like, it wasn't, it was, it was also I don't think kind it was of that. like a Shape of Water. Oh, I never like, saw that. I didn't give a fuck about that. that. <laughs> I mean, it's Del Toro. So, for the most part, I always kind of dive right. into his because it's, and Crimson Peak as well. They look like Abe Sapien from Hellboy. Right. All right. And they sold me this movie, and when I went and seen it, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Talking about Shape of Water now or Malignant that you don't get it? Not Shape. Uh, not Shape of. Did I say Malignant. Shape of Water? Yeah. 
it is shape of water isn't it the, yeah, the, the love fish story, the, the fish love story creature? bullshit yeah 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 okay yeah. i started getting that when lady in the water confused and i was like wait oh no fun that movie. that's a... sorry yeah. yeah fuck that movie <laughs> uh shape of water i don't know it just it felt like a they were aiming for like a award like a you know award right. season like he was... kind of movie and it was yeah. like this isn't horror it was so to me kind of like it was gonna be horror but it's not it, it's just i don't know and this is all trailer for misplacement to get people into theaters, which I get. But like that, I that you know. I get, and that I agree with, and I never saw it because of that reason. Because I didn't go see it when it came out, and I heard about it, and I was like, oh, I'm not interested in that at all. Which yeah. is kind of like Pig was. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone star. I don't understand. You know, mm-hmm. pig. I mean, even the 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 poster art. Like, pig was going to be like an action movie. <laughs> yeah, we all did, and that movie even thought it was going to be too, and then it decided it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, I I didn't hate that movie. Like, I came off it like, huh, well, that's not where I thought that was going. But I'm not mm-hmm. probably going to watch it again. You know, um, no, that's my thoughts on it. I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, what did I want? A John Wick, fucking, give me back my pig fucking Nicolas Cage movie? Yes. Yes, that's what I thought thought we were getting. And again, watch no trailers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you hear Nicolas Cage, you hear a movie called Pig about his pig getting stolen, and you're like, well, I know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Not Iron Chef at season four, but... uh... Who takes it? Whose cuisine reigns supreme? Yeah. Yeah. No, it... uh... So, with Malignant, I think... It's all fake! I know. Alex, shut up. I'm trying to podcast here. (laughs) I think if Malignant was so to me as an action horror or a creature feature or something of that nature, sure, I would have been more prone to be accepting to it, I guess. Not that I'll watch it again and be accepting, because even then, I, I don't like what was even presented at at the end. I just, sure. It did nothing for me. My creature aspect was not fulfilled. I like a good creature. I thought it was a lazy design. I thought they just reused her, their soul design and then Mish, just mashed potato face, just didn't do anything. The creature on its back, though, that thing was fucking epic, and I wish I would have seen that fight some fucking cops or something. But no, no, can't can't do that. Not with this little baby T Rex arms. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna get behind like the scream aspect and the slasher aspect of this movie. I thought when he was like cutting people with knives, I was like, okay, Chad can get into this. But I gotta be honest, Mm -hmm. when the third act reveal happened, Mm -hmm. I. I honestly had the thought while I was sitting there, like applauding, like Chad's gonna hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had a feeling that you were not gonna like this, and I don't, I don't know what it was, but there was just, I don't know if we've just done this so much now, like you know, especially outside of the podcast, just talked about horror that I've kind of picked up on what you like and don't like. I knew, mm-hmm. I knew thirty minutes in, Kate was gonna hate it. <laughs> oh yeah. That was clear oh, yeah. from the she, get-go. If, she, she if it's not a clear oddly, clear pathway 30 minutes in that it sticks to, Kate is out. So Well, there was like even parts like that didn't even make sense while they even put it in the movie. Like when she's resting in the hospital bed yeah. and her friend's sitting in there, and they come, and the, do- the detective's telling her all her medical history. And they're like, how do you know this? And he was like, the doctor told me. Right. And it's like, Katie goes, that's a breach of confidentiality. They, right, yeah, no. That um, fucking doctor that. Meredith, and I was like, Meredith said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> she's the same I was like, thing. She's like, that's I, I know, a... honey, just watch the movie. <laughs> she's like, that's a HIPAA violation? Like, I, it's just, it doesn't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> same thing. I, something so, like, that I thought was funny, that as an aside, that I thought 
just while watching it, and if I can talk you into watching it a second time in a few months, this is something to watch for. Uh, all the actors to me felt like kind of like budget versions of other actors, like Regina Moss. Um, she was the detective, uh, like sidekick. Oh my god! Yeah. She, she was just um, she was like budget Wanda Sykes. Like yes. even even yes. like had the look, like had the same hair, yes. tried to make the same jokes yes. that never landed. Um, yes. it, the the lead is like uh, what's his name? It's gonna play Spike from the new uh, Cowboy Bebop. Like looks just like that guy, but like a budget version. Like I kept thinking, um, everybody was like, "Oh, that's so and so." Oh wait, no, it's not. Oh, that's so no, yeah. no, it's not. Like all like yeah. through the whole fucking movie. <laughs> and I just thought it was yeah. a weird choice. To, mm-hmm. I don't know, especially no, especially the deputy, especially the Wanda Sykes thing. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, because yeah. was Wanda mm-hmm. just busy? Like, does she not want to do this fucking movie? And like, you just cast her. It also that. reminds me. Um, the you remember? Did you watch Pineapple Express? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. Do you remember the 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 female uh, detective mm-hmm. in that movie? I don't remember much about. Yeah, I think she was also in uh, Birds of Prey, I believe. Okay. Do you know um, what I'm talking about? No, I, I'm looking it up though. Um, okay. yeah, yeah, I, I I just thought that was weird. I thought that was a weird. I always choice. thought that she was kind of. Uh, is it Rosie Perez? Yeah, yeah. Rosie Perez. Yeah, Rosie Perez. Uh, I yeah. always thought she was already kind of, uh, you know, very similar to Wanda Sykes in that, mm-hmm. you know, the way she talks, the way she, her accent, the way she, you know, acts in general. And then we turn around and we get this movie, and it's like there's a third version of them. Right, now. Yeah. <laughs> We're, it's, Rafe. it's like you know, you already had the you know the the top tier, then you got the middle tier, and this one's like, ah, just getting into acting, so I just picked the style. <laughs> Telling you, it's I'll Ray Fiennes and Liam Neeson all over again. Yeah. It's the same person. <laughs> Never seen him in the same room, except for Clash of the Titans too. But that movie doesn't it doesn't count. Um, so yeah, I I think I thought I thought maybe that you would like lean into the Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, Drag Me to Hell feeling it had because I I don't know about you, but I definitely the second act it felt that very was, felt very uh, Raimi to me. It felt very Raimi. That was an argument uh, one of my friends made with uh, Drag Me to Hell because we watched that recently out back. Um, he was like, how the hell do you not like this movie, but you like Drag Me to Hell? And I was like, because from the get-go with Drag Me to Hell, they sold me that fucking movie. They sold me that movie from the very fucking get-go, yeah. where it's, when I rewatch it, I'm already entertained five minutes in. This movie takes an hour to get started, and then another 55 minutes of still a whole new movie, where it's, if I ever rewatch it, I'm never going to want to sit through that fucking first hour again. Sure. It's so fucking boring. And the thing is, everyone's like, whoa, that last 20 minutes, that last 20 minutes, the fight scene, that the fucking creature. And it's like, cool, it's a two-hour movie, and you're bragging about 20 minutes. Do you not understand why this is why I don't like that movie? You're only talking about the 20 minutes of that last part of that movie. You're not talking about the rest of the movie. So it doesn't feel – The rest it of the movie is not like... anything really worth a damn to talk about. It doesn't it's sound to me – It's the very end that everyone loves. Yeah, yeah. It's it... just – it's an hour of wasted time. Where that could have been an easy runtime of maybe an hour and a half. You know, Candyman needed two hours. Sure. Got an hour and a half. This movie got two fucking hours. It needed maybe 60 minutes. Like, I think if you would have presented to me fast and quick of how that movie should have been presented, of the action horror with a creature, it might have landed a little bit more with me. Do you think that but, was a fault of the trailers, though? It's say it's, It sounds to me like it's more like it's not so much the what you went into it expecting, it sounds to me more like what the movie sold you to for the first 45 minutes of what it was. 
I think that's and then, I think that is a big part of it is because you know, granted they did trick me, but yeah. it's like you know, like watching the others or sure. uh, you know the sixth sense or something like that. When you watch movies like that and they do trick you, uh, how often do you rewatch those? You don't because you know the twist. Yeah, sometimes. Now with I, this, this yeah. wasn't a twist based thing where I was like, I I don't know what the twist is. Da, 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 da. But the first hour of it is just pointless. It adds nothing to the movie where the movie starts at an hour mark. So I, like- I I didn't think the first hour was as bad, but I do think that this is something we can agree on, that I think, which I've already said once, but I think in James Wan's attempt to throw red herrings, he went too hard in that paint. I think if yeah, we I think I if need to cut even 10 minutes out of that first act, it might have got more people hooked. Because I... So the only thing I knew about it ahead of time, other than being James Wan, was that day I had seen a Facebook post from a friend how she hated it. <clears throat> and then I looked at the comments, and the comments were just like just like this. I hated it. Oh, I loved it. I hated it. Oh, I loved it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like well, I, I, I wonder what people are so passionate about, you know? And so mm-hmm. as I'm watching as I'm watching the first half, I think that's in the back of my head too, and I'm waiting on to see what's gonna what it's gonna be. But but if anything, the first hour I where I'll agree with you is that I I felt like it was going, like I said, so cliche that I, f- I was preparing to dislike this movie in the first hour of the movie. But once yeah. the mom falls through the ceiling, which I ended up rewinding and watching a second time because it's that shot. <laughs> well, that's I'll take that back. I did like the shot before that too where she's running through the house, the the shot that um you know that everyone's talking about the from the top down. Band. Yeah, that's in the trailer, yeah. which I'm glad I didn't fucking mm-hmm. watch because it's in the fucking trailer. Yeah. Um, that shot, which was... So much like the shot from The Shining to me when Danny's going through The Shining on his big wheel. That's what it reminded me of, um, even though it's from a completely different perspective, uh, that I uh, that I was like, okay, I'm interested. Because if nothing else... Well, he uses that he uses that shot in Conjuring too, and I really like that shot. That well, I was going to say, if nothing too. else, he's stylized and, and stylish. Yes. One is like Raimi, in that he has camera mm-hmm. tricks he does over and over again, but not to a point that he like... He even uses a Raimi shot in this movie, if you if you caught that. No, but I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna watch it again, so I will, and probably again. He shot again, up the again. stairs at floor level. Oh, okay. Chasing. When he's chasing. When they were chasing yeah. her, it's it's chasing her up, like, by the feet. Like, you know, Evil Dead style. In the opening sequence? Very, or in the, when, uh, oh, when the husband's attacked? That no. Whole sequence? Yeah. Right, yeah. So when you rewatch it, you'll you'll catch it now that you're looking for it. Because I was like, ah, it's very evil better. But I think I that mean, was another that. because, like, that's another hint that it's she's in her head. You know what I mean? That that perspective mm-hmm. is one of those things where that's why you don't see Gabriel there, and right. and why in that whole sequence he's like, because he's literally in that when he's killing the husband, he's like a shadowy black specter, like he's mm-hmm. he's fuzzy. You can't make him out. And right, see, I don't, I don't know that rewatching it though. Like you were talking about rewatching movies with twists, why you can't rewatch them. I, I love the first Saw, and I've watched it several times. And I think knowing yeah. the twist just makes you the second time and and multiple times through. Or I, I think it makes you pay attention to those, um, those heads ups and oh, and, no, and, definitely and, not. And, just and, on and your you're looking watch. for it more, so the second watch becomes more of a like seek and find. You know what I mean? Like yes, what little little peaks that. that I did not see before. Uh-huh. So at least you get two watches with the movie. Like this is what I'm saying. Like at least there's yeah. for someone like us who's insane about this shit. Like worth watching a second oh, time yeah. just to see. Like oh, I you didn't catch back, that the first you watch time. The, 
what's the like the you know the breakdowns and shit that people do on right, YouTube right, 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 and stuff right. like that where you're like it's even at the very first scene there's this uh-huh. you know icon in the corner that ties into this and it's like oh fuck like how did I not see that yeah. yes I will agree with that I was saying in the sense of getting that that all that twist like I will never get that Saul twist again sure but that movie is, has enough charm in it the rest of the, that if you ever rewatch it it's just fun. Well, and that's literally a movie that has tried to remake that, what, nine times now or some shit? Mm -hmm. Um, So Yeah, and that's why it doesn't always work. Right. Because a lot of those movies don't have the same heart or charm that the original one does. Um, But it's just like, you know, with the, uh, what I was saying, the others, uh, I will rewatch that one for the first time in, I think, probably about 15 years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I watched it knowing the twist, obviously. But watching it again, I was like, oh, this is fun. And I, I... I respect it. It's like a horror movie. It reminds me of, uh, I think it was The Innocence. Um, it's it's one of those movies I was like, okay, this is cool. I'll probably not watch this again for another 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, it that that twist is the cool part of the movie. The rest of the meat aspect of the movie is very slim to none. You know, like there's not a lot of heart to that movie. It's a very slow burn. You know the scares, so it's kind of pointless. With Saul, right. at least you got a lot of good chemistry with the characters. You know, like there's, there's enough to keep you going. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. With this movie, with Malignant, you like the meat of the movie, so you're you're gonna keep rewatching it anyways, even knowing the twist. You know. Yeah. On the other hand, I didn't like the meat of right. the movie, so rewatching it's not really gonna do much for me. Now, well, rewatching it down the road, will I hate it less? More than likely. Yeah. This is still just my spit take of it. Now. Right, right, right. Because- this is that's why I want to do it now. I want to do it like fresh as fuck what we could with this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I definitely so. think this is one that will be revisited often, and I think we yeah. are just gonna be one in a sea of fucking reviews of this fucking yeah. movie. Oh, um, of course. I've so seen so many, so many people are already doing this. Well, so uh, how do you measure what's success? Your what's your thoughts? What's your right. thoughts? You know, and that's what okay. I mean. Like, how do you and measure like... success of a movie? Then is it is it the box office? Because if we're talking box office, the, Malignant had a forty million dollar budget, the highest of the three mm-hmm. movies we're reviewing. And mm-hmm. um, at least according to the wiki, opening weekend only makes sixteen point four million. So, yeah. and I know HBO is going to take a dent into that, but that's what I mean. Like, I don't think at this point, I don't think at this point James Wan is so concerned about making a box office smash. I think he's concerned no. about making a movie that I think he succeeded making in cult, that making a movie like a that cult classic that, in a sense. Yes, that everyone's fucking talking about, and yeah. and in this genre always will like. Like my Facebook post about Sleepaway Camp. I can't stand that fucking movie, but I know a ton of people you know that fucking funny? love it. You know what's funny? What? Did you watch my story today? No, from last night? No, I haven't. Uh uh-uh. Oh, so you didn't see I watched Sleepaway Camp 2 last no, night? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> but that's, you know, that will always be that way with those movies because it's, it's. But Sleepaway Camp is a completely different movie than Sleepaway Camp, the first yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, like. It's goofy. I'm just but. saying as far as, like, building something that's going to be, like, he made a mm-hmm. movie that made a fucking dent. Yeah. You know, it's like you get a window smashed in your house. You don't love it, but you remember it. Like, it it was, it, he did something that no one has done. He has made a horror movie that is so wild that maybe it's not even a horror movie. Um, yeah. And yet, it's just, it's, it's weird because, like, you know, I talk to people like you, and you feel like it's this, it's an empty shell of a movie, and I feel like it's 
fucking 50 pounds of shit in a 10 pound bag. I feel like it's just filled with sequence. Like thinking about it in my head, like all the sequences that I liked. And see, for me, it's not just the back 45 because I do, I like the opening weird sequence in the hospital that's really cliche and and shitty. And I like, Mm -hmm. I like the room melting sequences because that reminded me of um, Final Girls. Like when they would go into the flashback scenes, you know, or, uh, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I just think this is one that I wanted to talk about now because clearly it is weird and divisive, but I, it, you know, it's something I almost forgot. I think this is also with, with this movie though, is it's what you're saying now is it's a definition of a cult classic. Yeah. And yeah. that's yep. even, even with the movies that we cover on this, this podcast that fits perfectly into our knit, our, you know, our niche of movies that not everyone likes right and down the line there it, it's gonna have its own following it's gonna have its own you know fans it's it's always gonna have that and, and i think he you know he succeeded in that aspect mm-hmm. now with cult classics that doesn't mean everyone's liking it sure that just means there's certain people that absolutely love it and absolutely hate it yeah and i feel like that's also with us even with certain cult classics i mean you are definitely split on of course yeah you know there's movies that uh, I've made you watch that you hate, like Forest Trap, and then there's the opposite, like with me and uh, like the Arena. Right. You know, like it's just it's it's just certain things that they grab your attention, but that's also the definition of a cult classic in the sense that it's not for everyone; it's for a certain group of people. Yeah. And it's going to be a a divide regardless. And I don't care how many of my my friends or you or anyone tells me to fucking keep watching this movie, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Well, that I'm goes done. back. It's not for me. You know that that goes back to something we've talked about before on the show when it comes to cult classics and the movies we love that other people don't love is that we've recognized that a lot of the things we love about it is because the impact we made on us when we first saw it. Like you know, like yeah. Arena is a good example. Like when I was a kid, I saw that movie and it fucking blew my mind because, mm-hmm. well, because there wasn't that much shit like that. Now there's overexposure of Mecca and Gundam and that kind of shit. You know what I mean? But yeah. um. And so, like, rewatching it, there's a part of me that, like, yeah, the movie's kind of trash, but I still love it, you know? And right. You uh, grew up with it. It's a different Yeah, right. Aspect. So, but but it, it impacted me at a certain way. And this movie is one that, like, I'll remember sitting on that couch and, like, cackling like a child and, and applauding the movie when Gabriel pulls the back of her fucking head open in the prison cell. Like, that is, <laughs> that carved a groove into my brain of horror memory. And, um, yeah. and this is something I want to talk about and we just really haven't in this one of my all-time least favorite one of the movies that i hate more than anything is m night Shyamalan's the village and it's because of exactly oh, what you said they're on the same page because but but this is one where i agree with you that i was sold a bag of goods and when i got mm-hmm. halfway through the movie and realized it was not pig monsters but amish people living in central park i was very very upset <laughs> like i was very mm-hmm. i felt like the movie lied to me i felt like the trailers mm-hmm. and Shyamalan lied to me and i like at that point i in the theater when i was watching it i was so fucking angry that nothing could have happened in that third act that would have made me happy like i i was so annoyed pig monsters besides actual pig pig monsters monsters, somehow came in came in and and turned it around yeah yeah they're like psych i was so (laughs) psych a a scary movie and the thing is it's even funnier is the trailer that you showed or played at the beginning of our podcast Mm -hmm. is not even the trailer i seen there was no interaction with juan in it right i played that one specifically fun yeah yeah so it is sold to me like the making of the conjuring the making uh the maker of 
Insidious. Sure. The scariest movie you'll see all year. No, though. Why don't you say a real thrill ride, a crazy nonstop action, keeps you on the edge of your seat, keeps you guessing kind of movie. I would have went in thinking, this is what I'm going to get. Not. There was nothing spooky about that movie to be considered a spooky movie. I think it was an action horror movie. Like, why why Hollywood does this shit is beyond me. (laughs) I think you would have liked it a lot more if you'd have waited one week. I think if you'd have waited a week and seen everybody saying that fucking third act is bananas, what a weird, bizarre movie. And like every review I've seen starts out with, well, that was a movie. You know, that that tends to be mm-hmm. the fucking the, the, the line on this one. But I think you would have That's liked it more <laughs> because, well, because you would have been intrigued of like what everybody was talking about. And yeah. I think that would have changed. And I do think this is one of those scenarios where buildup has greatly affected the outcome on how people perceive this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, there is certain movies, uh, with that being said, uh, I have avoided because of hype. Sure. Uh, and also, there are certain movies that also affected my way of viewing movies like Get Out uh, because of hype. Sure. And it's it's one of those, like, Get Out wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't what everyone said it was. It was overly hyped, with, I don't, right. I don't, I don't hate Jordan Peele's movies. I just don't think they're great. Yeah. It's not, it's not me hating him, per se. It's just, like, Get Out was okay. It's it was an old you know Friday night rental at Blockbuster. I rented two dollars. Okay, cool, and I turned it back in, and that was it. And it wasn't just like a oh, I need to rant and rave about it. It was just okay, that right. was a movie. Yeah, I yeah. get that. But it wasn't like you know sarcastically like that was a movie. It was just you know okay. Yeah. No, it I wasn't get disappointed. that. I get... It wasn't really you know nothing groundbreaking. But when I would talk to people, it was. This is life changing. It's the most incredible movie. It needs to win every award ever. It is the definition of horror. And hearing people say it's like the definition of horror, I go in fucking guns blazing like, holy fuck, all right. If this, you know, Jordan Peele, Michael Keegan, like those dudes are fucking blessings. They're, you know, I love their show. They're great in real life. Like they're just amazing people. So when I seen Jordan Peele was doing this movie, I was like, fuck yes. Give, Give me a Jordan Peele movie. Like, this is awesome that he's gonna he's gonna jump into horror yeah. out of all aspects. This motherfucker could have done anything. He jumps into horror. Cool. And I watched it and I was like, not bad, Jordan Pill. Not bad. But for what everyone else says, I do not fucking see it. Yeah, and I definitely think that hand, movie the social uh, aspects uh, of it kind of ruined it in that I a hundred percent agree it is not like a reinventing of horror. It is it it is a Twilight Zone episode. It is the best thing he did mm-hmm. with Twilight Zone way better than that shitty show like it felt like a very small horror story to me with clear um underlying uh themes you know what i mean like this is the typical like um morality play but but not like a sweeping epic i i thought it was Mm -hmm. a clever uh foray into horror from someone i didn't expect and and it is unconventional, right. like the the added in little bits of comedy with his buddy and stuff like that. So so he did yeah, try. But to... she was hysterical. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I mean, it it does you know dip in that. I mean, if we're gonna talk about Peel though, you can't have a conversation without talking about Keanu. I mean, that movie. Hey man, how are you? How are you doing? Nothing makes sense anymore. Are you okay? Daisy broke up with me. Silence. With the cat. That Silence. was the cat movie. Yeah, it was the cat it. Movie. 
God damn it. I never watched that. I fucking love that movie, but that's a different episode. I never watched that. Yeah, that, is, that is a not us episode. No, no, that is not oh. on this podcast. That is, <laughs> that is definitely not. Um, so, you know, I think we can clearly say that we are on opposite sides of this uh, movie, as it were. And yeah. that's what this show's all about. Trying to give people yeah. both sides of a movie that is loved or hated but only by horror people. Everyone else, no one else is going to get this yeah. movie at all. If you don't love horror movies, yeah. don't even waste your fucking time. I will say that was one of the things when I posted my review about it. I had two people um, that aren't horror genre nuts. They are they are in the horror, but they're not horror genre nuts. Yeah. Message me and go, that was a bizarre movie. Uh-huh. Or, man, that wasn't good. And then I also had two other people that are kind of horror like genre nuts, I guess, to an extent also go man what a fucking ride and it's like i literally got four reviews or four people text me both two people loved it two people that didn't and it's just it was so wild that it was just two and two both mm-hmm. hated hated love love and that's exactly what this movie is and i don't think it has anything to do with exactly being horror genre nuts or anything like that. i think it just has taste it if it fills your 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 need then great but don't they don't yeah you know just there's no other way to describe this movie. <laughs> well, it was a movie. <laughs> yeah. Just like everything we watch on this fucking channel. Hey, uh, before we get so. too far out of it, hey, uh, Alex, what did you think of Malignant? You scared me so bad! I, I didn't really think it was that scary, <laughs> but I just thought it was pretty good. Did you Did you like it? It's all fake! I, well, it's yeah, all fake! I know, I know, but they're... <laughs> Fucking! It's a look, movie, Alex. Calm I, down. I know. I murdering. Yeah, no, murdering. There's lots. Murdering. Of, there's lots. Stop. There's lots of murdering. I get that was, that was. Yeah, the I, I liked the gore and the murdering. I parasites. Okay, listen. That's enough. Well, that's yeah, enough. I and mean, it's a tumor. Come on now. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, that was fun. Um. <laughs> you know. So I guess we'll just call it there, homie. You got anything else to say about malignant? No. no. I don't ever want to speak of it again. <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll come up all the fucking time. <laughs> oh, I know. I talked <sighs> to my friends about it all last night, and they're just constantly still berating me, like waiting for me to just be like, oh, God, yeah, you know what? I've, I've loved it. I'm secretly hating it for no reason. I think this is no. one of these things we need to revisit at some point, but a while down the road. Like if we're still doing this shit That's in like fine. five years. Are you going to drive me home that day? I think we got to do it. Yeah, you can, drunk. you can stay at my place. You can just stay at my place. <laughs> well, uh, homie, uh, that was uh, a lot of fun. Do you have any idea where we want to go next with this shit show? Are we going to get back into old movies? Or are we going to watch new movies? What do you think? I think we do a little bit of both. Yeah. Well, I, you I know, say we, we, we bolt that back into an old movie and then we talk about what's currently going on. Well, I've had the one on base for about a year now. I don't know if you ever watched that one or not that we talked about before. I didn't. Um, so I have not watched Cherry. Cherry 2000? It was Cherry, Cherry 2000, yes. Yeah. I bought it, and I, don't, I haven't watched it yet. Because so, I've been waiting uh, for us to get back on track and get, you know, get, waiting for the world to kind of settle down, basically. For well, us the world's not going to settle down. Kind of watch is, is well, not settling down. Yeah, I just meant more of the sense of, us being able to actually get together and watch it and sit down and watch it together and discuss sure. it. But yeah. 
and not have to do all of it over the phone so we could actually see each other's reaction to how bad these movies are. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully with this new setup, that'll make but, it easier because it was a lot easier to get this ball rolling today. So we should be able to get back to it pretty yeah. quick. So, so, Definitely. um, all right, homie. Well, I guess then we will leave it there. And for all you horror fucks out there, try to be safe. This uh, real-life pandemic is still going on as of this recording anyway. And uh, I want to see you fucks in a year from now when we put out another episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And don't go see Malignant. And absolutely see Malignant <laughs> right away as fast as you can and tell your friends. <laughs> all right, Chad. I'll talk to you next time. See you later. All right. See ya.